pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Well, you know, if we're going to continue advancing and continue spreading our territory to become more of what we were originally intended to be, we need strength for life. Greetings and welcome back, KB Creatives. I'm Stephen Kenyon. So glad you could join us for another adventure of manifesting abundance in our best lives. Email address is kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. Stephencanyon.com is the website. Greetings, Miss Maggie. Greetings, sir. I was just thinking. Yeah. I miss your painting. I do too. I miss, I miss seeing your artwork. I actually dreamed about it. you saying that. I had a dream about painting just last night. Well, I think what it is is we're on the move right now, and um, so many of your, well, all of your paintings were put into storage, and yes. it's kind of sad. Well, you know, and I was noticing too that we're not even in a place long enough for the paint to dry. <laughs> well, well, we're we're just you know, and what it is is we're it's the adventure of moving and moving and going and and um, just living life. We're kind of yeah. We keep we keep down <laughs> downsizing as a result of that, which is okay. Except I miss your painting. Oh well, that's nice of you to say. I miss painting as well, but I have started to replace it with some sketching and even some watercolor. So. You know, it's it's okay. I saw that. And, and by the way, thank you for the sketchbook, which I had to leave behind at our last destination <laughs> because my my suitcase wouldn't wouldn't accommodate it. You got the biggest sketchbook you could find. Well, it had to be, the, the pages were thick because I wanted to, to use watercolor. Well, what about me? You know, I'm just going to use a pencil or, oh, well, or something like that. Well, I didn't know that. Well, well anyway. Don't you look can a, gift, a gift notebook in the mouth. I'll never. Well, get me another one. Okay. All right. <laughs> Today, manifesting strength from the joy of love, and rather we realize it or not, we all need the joy of love. Everything mm-hmm. in yes. us is actually crying out for it. Mm-hmm. We may have, have tried to satisfy the egoist need for joy with things, and most people do actually. It's things like money or positions of authority or the big house or the expensive car, drugs, alcohol, overeating, whatever. It takes to fulfill that need for joy, and anything in excess in, isn't just an attempt to satisfy the craving for the joy of love. We all need that. Mm. Yeah. You know, I can I can save you some time. Actually, ultimately, those things are just going to leave you unfulfilled. <laughs> all those things will, yeah. and none of it will actually bring joy. The happiness that they bring is always temporary, and it just it quickly vanishes. You know, we are left, we are left once again with that deep inner longing for something more. Once the satisfaction of overeating or drugs or alcohol or whatever that illicit thing may be has worn itself off, we're just sitting there wishing we had something else. One thing cannot be another. There really is no lasting substitute for one thing with regards to another. A distraction, perhaps, but it will never be the other thing. Wow. So our entire being is craving what's already within us. The joy of love that's inside of us already, you know, why are we craving it? Well, it's because if we're to continue advancing in life, Meg, continue spreading our territory to become more of what our Creator intended Mm. for us to be, we need strength for life. 
Living life requires strength. It requires the integrity of strength. It requires a boldness of strength. And the physical substance of strength, by the way, it's located within the substance of joy that Mm -hmm. is found in love, the essence of love. You know, we have one word for source, positive energy, and that is the word love. There it is. We recognize it as love. Love makes up the DNA for all life source energy. Mm. For example, close your eyes. Just close your eyes and relax your thoughts. Now, from that place of relaxing your thoughts, don't think about what you need to do. Don't think about what you've already done. Don't have any regrets at this moment. Cast down every other thought and go to that place in between them, in between thoughts. And now... From this place, just release yourself from the antagonism of any future or past thought. It's pretty quiet there, isn't it? Now pay attention to the life energy that is surrounding your inner being at that place. Notice your quiet inner strength. It's there, and all you need to do is to turn your attention inward toward that place, toward that thing, that strength. Notice the energy field of the potential power that you have for action. If you were to get up out of your chair and need to move, you've got that potential energy already existing on the inside of you should you want to act. That power is actually the substance of the joy of love what we call love. That's the power of that, which is our strength to move and to act. Now, from this place, in this moment, align with the desire for life, for more, to act toward the more. And by doing so, joy then begins to fill the inner spaces of our being. You see, every fiber of your being is actually crying out for strength because we live in a world that is flowing in a negative direction. It's going in the opposite direction. And the the human race without love is moving toward the destructive energetics of doubt and that of worry and that of fear. So in, in order to reach toward more life, which is the purpose of life, to reach toward the more, toward the positive growth and development. We choose to go upstream, you see, against the pressure of negative conformity. And to do that, it requires a lot of strength to continually move upstream. It takes a lot of joy to continually move upstream. It takes effort not to live in doubt and in fear and poverty and and the, the fear of failure. So it's easy to, I guess you could say, not enjoy life. It's it's much easier to fail at being ourselves than it is to succeed at becoming who we weren't meant to be. That sounds like a riddle. Well, <laughs> all we have to do, all we have to do to slip back into doubt and unbelief, mm-hmm. is relax our expectations oh, just a wow, little bit. That's good. Say that again. That's that's well, good. I'm just saying that in. 
it, to slip back into doubt and unbelief, all we need to do is just to relax our expectations and our mm-hmm. desires for more. Just relax them just a little bit. And it, by relaxing, it's like if we were, if we were uh, trying to go upstream in a, uh, a, a water of a river that's moving even fairly slowly, mm-hmm. if we were to pull our oars into the, into the boat for just, just to relax just a little bit, then we start to slip back. And we start to drift downward again with the flow. And all, we, all it takes is just a little bit of relaxation in, in that place of doubt and unbelief. And look, not tolerating reasonings and not making exceptions requires diligence. Right. That we pay attention, that we remain diligent because moving away from our genius of purpose can happen in so many subtle ways. For example, procrastination, you know, putting off what you know you should be doing. Who does that? No. I would never. No. Well, but <laughs> procrastination by, by That's simply a huge one. Yeah. By simply putting off what we expect for ourselves until some other time, that is one way of not receiving and not attracting more of ourselves during the interim that we procrastinate. Right. We relax just a little bit. Yeah. The negative tide of this world will move in to sweep anyone downstream if we're not diligent to recognize those tides when they show up. For example, poverty will come easily. The tide of poverty will move in and and begin to sweep you toward the energetics of poverty. All anyone has to do to be impoverished, mentally, physically, or financially, is just go to bed. Yeah. Go to bed. Just I mean, stop. There, yeah. There's even a proverb, Meg, which says, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to lie down and sleep. So will your poverty come like a robber. Mm. Isn't, that, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Because in other words, your poverty is just as personal to you because it comes from within in the same way that living an abundant life is personal to you because it, it too comes from within very personal to you. Prosperity and abundance requires diligence. We cannot attract uh, we cannot attract prosperity and abundance by sleeping our life away. No, to, to resist attracting poverty, for example, and fear and doubt and disease to become you, it requires the strength of joy, and that's what we're talking about today. It requires a lot of it, in fact. I mean, that's why our entire being continually longs for joy. The substance of life, the strength for living is found in joy. So there's that longing, that innate longing that's in, on the, deep within each one of us that's natural to all of us. It's not something we have to go out and acquire. It's already within us. But it is the insatiable appetite for more of life that that requires the strength that's already within us, that continually longs for that substance of joy. And if it's missing... Here's the deal. Reasonings will come in and begin to take over to try and find uh, replacements for it. Mm. Reasonings, or I guess you could say rationalizations, are really just just excuses for, for failure, aren't they? I mean, when you say reasonings, look for replacements. That's just another way of saying, well, that didn't work out for me. I guess it wasn't meant, I guess it wasn't meant to have it. 
just because you've reasoned yourself out of the expectation of having that thing. Well, and I love how you're comparing this, really this experience that we're all having to a, a free flowing river. And if we cease in that vigilance of, of expectation that we will be swept away in that moment, it's, it's instant. I think a lot of times it feels like it's a fade, but it is not. It's sort of all or nothing. There is a due diligence of vigilance that's required for the KB creative to continually live their best lives. Each day that we're remaining diligent, we're actually uh, forming through conformity to our highest expectations, Mm. our highest viewpoints for thought forms to develop and to create our best tomorrow. And the good news is that we're, like you always teach us, we're strengthening ourselves in that, in that process. We're not like little new babies every single day. Um, But every day that you do this, it's better, you're stronger, you're faster, more effective. We're moving ahead. When we were talking about this earlier today, and we were looking back just over the last 12 months and comparing some of our notes from our journals from a year ago and And, oh my goodness, the obvious growth and development that's happened in the last 12 months um, compared to the 12 months prior to that, the 12 months prior to that, it becomes very clear and obvious when we go back and reflect on those notes and where we were and those steps we were taking a year ago (laughs) compared to the the steps that we're taking now. And that will also be true for a year from now. That is so true. And I have to say, anytime I review my journal or even emails, anything from a year ago, I always have to pause and give myself that space and and think, well, I needed to grow because otherwise I I have to say my tendency is to look at that and go, Megan, you were dumb. What are you (laughs) What what were you writing about? What is wrong with you? Now, there is an exception to this rule, and I'm going to tell on myself right now. Speaking of emails, just the other day, I was looking at some of the email poetry that I wrote to you Uh about 14 years ago. That's a big exception. And I got to say that I still say a lot of those same things. Well, and I have to say, those (laughs) that we were writing some love letters in those early days, and it was just... So impactful. Isn't it fun to go back and review that? I don't know if most people do that, but when oh. you go back and look at some of those early love letters, I, I recommend it actually because <laughs> it just pulls that ooey yeah. gooey stuff back out of your heart. How nice, how amazing to have a reference like that from early in the relationship. That's it's not just true. a random raw memory. It's it's these very real, it takes you back in time and you're right. That's a huge exception to what I just I said. Think, <laughs> you know what? I, I think I'll, do, I'll start sending you some of the poems you wrote me. Oh my goodness. Okay. That wouldn't be... Nice, would it? <laughs> I was just like, look, Meg, look how you used to, to talk to me. Since, oh, remember, the roses are red. <laughs> I'm going to start memorizing them. <laughs> oh, that just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> <They're>... <laughs> oh. But look, <laughs> seriously, anyone who has decided to practice life as a KB creative is successful to experience their chosen life. And we we do this by staying alert, by casting down every imagination of failing to receive whatever it is we choose to desire. Mm -hmm. The only time when things don't, quote, work out for a KB creative, or really for anybody, it's when we have put some kind of condition on manifesting that new thing into our lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, often it's something as simple as a time frame. You know, a couple of weeks comes and goes, and somebody's well, I, that just didn't work out. That's the number one condition, isn't it? It, it we, is. Or that, perhaps yeah. somebody's just they're thinking, well, they just couldn't wait any longer. They just and they're saying, I just don't have the strength to keep on trying. Right. I can't keep on going. I'm just mm. I'm sick and tired of being tired and sick, and so I give up. I cave in and I quit. Mm. 
By, look, by not remaining diligent to be alert, the egocentric conscience will tell us that the strength to cope or perhaps the strength to endure, maybe it's in drugs, or it'll tell you to commu- that it will communicate that the joy of strength is in alcohol, or it can be found in food, or it's in sex. Now, sex is a good thing, but it's not the source of joy for us to be able to live off of. When people get sex out of its proper perspective, for example, it'll actually begin to attract destructive circumstances in their life rather than the strength of joy. The strength that we, all of us, that all of us really need can only come from one source, and that is the joy of the substance of love. It is in that quiet place of acceptance for things just as they are that we come in contact with that substance of love. Mm-hmm. Acceptance. Write that down. It's an acceptance. It's found in the center of ourselves. I mean, it's the approving source of positive energy without condemnation. Joy is the essence of the strength that we need to be able to go upstream in a downstream world. So uh, that joy that you're speaking about, where does it actually come from? I mean, how do we release the strength of joy to be able to manifest into our lives well, joy, freely? Yeah, well, it comes from the original bias. It comes from the original substance of belief for creating all things. Mm. The blueprint for all of life, for all things, it was put into the motion of inflation from the very beginning with the quantum particle substance, the Higgs boson, for example, or what some people call the God particle, slowly uh, and slowing things down, particles streaking to become some type of form, everything vibrating in its own frequency to become a form of some sort. Joy is the substance of peaceful presence. Hmm. It is a spiritual force of life that enters into the spirit of humans. In the same way that love, peace, gentleness, a desire for goodness, um, meekness, temperance, all of those things enter in. These are things, all of these things are really not something that we have to somehow get. We got to go and get goodness. We have to go and get peace and joy and happiness. Some, If I could just have some happiness, someone says, look, it's already in the quiet presence of unconditional love where the power of kinetic belief is accessible, where all of these attributes already exist. And because of their accessibility, And because we receive all of these attributes in the space between thoughts, in the presence of peace, kinetic belief accesses the substance of joy from that place that manifests by trusting in what already is. You see, joy is a product of present tense peace that we don't have to create because it's original to us. You see, it already exists on the inside of us already. And we only need to look there as we meditate on the presence of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joy comes into consciousness. In other words, it comes into the place of our awareness from a revelation of love, which is a revelation of the mind of creation, uh, a revelation of, of God. And I discovered this truth by meditating the things of the substance of love. Love is not a feeling. Love is the eternal source for all of life. Joy in the same way is not a feeling. We can feel it. 
and we can feel its presence, but joy itself, it's not a feeling. No person or circumstance can take the substance of joy away from us that already is within us. It's already there. And so we can go into the presence, you see, of the substance of joy anytime we should choose. And like you were mentioning earlier, practice or working that m- muscle memory for <laughs> yeah. uh, moving into these, these, uh, this place is all that's required. And, and through the meditative practice of that, we can go into the place of the substance of joy and because it's already within us. By not seeing any other person, for example, as a threat by choice, by not seeing them as an enemy, but only just as another soul, not somebody with some ugly shoes and not somebody with uh, something that you just don't like because that makes you mad when you don't like something or you're sitting and, and judging a person walking down the street. Well, I don't like her hair. I don't like what she's wearing. I would never wear that. I don't like the way she's walking or talking. I don't like what I heard her just say. You know how the mind does? Yeah. And by judging somebody in that sense, we moved out of that centering place of being in the presence of now between thoughts where peace and joy and happiness and all those things exist. And so by not seeing that other person going down the street as any kind of a threat, not as an enemy, but just as another soul, having their natural experience, we're not judging them in any way. By doing that, we quieten our thoughts. And then our awareness enters into the substance of unconditional love. And this is the place where all is well. This is the place of nothing missing. Nothing is broken in this place. Nothing is required. There's no anxiety here. There's no fear. There's no worry. There's no doubt because it's from this place of present tense now in gratitude that all is well. And the world as it is is just moving around passing us by, not affecting us. And in the present tense of this now, we form a desire and we see it done with gratitude and we envelop our creative imagination around that thing. With gratitude, you see, we already have it. And the joy that you feel, that is the evidence of what you're attracting to manifest in your life. So it's by aligning ourselves with the original desire for our best life to be revealed, that the joy of love then centers us with the strength for whatever action it is that we would choose. Well, and I really love that example that you just gave about the, you know, that, that those inner judgments of people, you know, what's she wearing? What is their hair like? Because that seems like a very small, tiny piece, but we all have that, that running narrative in our minds at all times. Um, And so sort of highlighting that and making us aware that it's not a small thing and those thoughts do matter. And and those passing judgments as flippant as they may seem, they can absolutely derail all of this effort and all of this work that you're putting into this process toward manifesting joy. I just think that's a fantastic thing to, again, I feel like you've shown sort of a spotlight on something that, you know, these things seem small, but that's why they're so dangerous because it's very deceiving. They're not small at all. We have to arrest intentionally those that, uh, that um, running inner dialogue and it's done on purpose because most people don't realize it, but you have on average, we all do unchecked about 4,000 words of dialogue that's running and racing through the mind at all times unless we cast it down. 4,000 words of dialogue, and it's 
judgment, it's chatter, it's, it's noise, it's confusion, it's twisting uh, realities, and then those things will become you, and the noise of all of that moves us out of the present tense uh, right. place and position of joy. So as we're working through this process that you're teaching us about today, how can we know what our best life should even look like? You know, a lot of people believe that it's something like, you know, the McMansion, the huge house, or a couple of shiny new cars in the giant six-car garage. And as as a result, those things, it seems, they, they actually take on the mental projection of their own purpose. That's well stated. By centering yourself in the presence of now, between thoughts, by meditating on unconditional love from this place of now, all things pertaining to the wisdom of life, the genius of purpose, invention, uh, forward thinking, all things new are revealed. Purpose is revealed. The non-judgmental acceptance of what is in all things, knowing that all things are exactly as they should be without our intentional meddling to change things, but they are exactly as they should be while they are advancing toward perfected completion without our help, without our nudging, without our judgments. That then, that positioning and posturing of the cognitive thoughts of the mind aligns us with the creative power of unconditional love. You know, I was having a conversation with a quantum physicist recently, and we were discussing the creative power of inflation that began just prior to the Big Bang. This is breakfast conversation we were having. but And after, after a couple hours of conversation, he said, he said that he had no belief in unconditional love for himself. Now, in other words, wow. he was saying say. that he, he said he couldn't imagine himself being able to accept himself as he is. Hmm. You know, if, if we don't accept ourselves, we do not accept others. Absolutely. It begin, everything centers and begins within. Right. So we don't, we don't accept, crea- and if we don't accept ourselves, we're not accepting creation as it is. Mm-hmm. We become a direct conflict wow. to life around us. A conflict to our own life. The law of attraction changes circumstances to become what we accept, and we accept what we believe. The creative power of unconditional love accepts what is unconditionally by unbecoming worry and doubt and fear. Where there is no worry or doubt or fear, the creative power of kinetic belief it manifests abundance and prosperity and joy, happiness, peace, health, and love. So not only is it possible for our joy to always be full, it's evidence that things that we're believing for will absolutely be revealed to us. You know, some are better at practicing kinetic belief than others. Some people will refer to those who are really good at this as those one percenters. Well, either way, if you will just stay with this, make it a practice of meditation, work in your journal and construct the, the blueprint for your expectations for life and stay with it, there is no condition of the body. There is no mental condition. There is no spiritual condition. There is no... Uh, social situation, no political problem at all that will ever be able to keep you down. You know, people every day are searching for this kind of life and this kind of strength. 
And this is fundamentally the most um, sought-after thing in the life of any human being, creative human, uh, experiencing life in the natural, is where is my strength for all of this? And, and most are seeking happiness and joy and the wisdom for life everywhere except for where it can really be found. And that is in the presence of the creative power of unconditional love. Do you think that that's because we are preconditioned to look for quick fixes? And I think a lot of times, you know, if we want a cheeseburger, we go through the drive-thru. And if we want joy, we grab the, the closest, fastest, quickest thing we can possibly find. And to look within, it's a, it seems like it's a little more of a process. If you keep light from a plant, it will twist and turn trying to find it. And then once it, once it uh, perceives the presence of it, it will grow and move toward light. And the human uh, conscious awareness of, of a human being having this natural experience, in the same sense, will do the same thing. Mm. We twist and wow. turn to do whatever we can to find the substance of joy because it is, in essence, a requirement for life. Yeah. And if it's missing because we're not centered in the presence of, of unconditional love, then we, we will look to drugs and alcohol and and anything, food, yeah. overeating, anything that we believe that will satisfy that need for joy. And it's a temporary fix and it always yeah. leads to less rather than more. And isn't it, I just, I just find that tendency so fascinating because it makes me think about, you know, you see all these diet commercials, for example, and, and it gives you the impression that, you know, someone will do anything to lose weight. They will take any pill, no matter what it does to their body, they will do anything except stop eating. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, it just makes me think about the joy factor that you're talking about. You know, there's a very organic, real way to achieve this, and, and it's the only way. And the quicker we get to that place of understanding and acceptance, the better. The appetite for joy is insatiable because that's where we get our strength for life from. Strength yeah. comes from joy. Mm-hmm. Strength for living. Strength for abundance, strength for increase, strength for manifestation of anything that is going to expand our territory. It comes from the presence of joy. One of the most powerful ways to live life, and I realized this many years ago, is to meditate on centering in the fullness of unconditional love for self, for my creator, and for all others. And, and I do it in that order. I, I meditate on it for myself and for my creator and then all others in the same way. And all things work to manifest knowledge, wisdom, enlightenment, whatever is required where we are for an abundant life from that place of now centered in the presence of unconditional love. And so that's why we uh, will do whatever we think we need to do in order to feed that insatiable appetite for joy. It's because it is the direct result of the strength that's required for living an abundant life. It's like our perspective for life changes and we begin to see things differently. And when we're we're centering in the the fullness of unconditional love, like you say, for ourselves and and for all others and also what you just said gave me this concept too. It's, it's so obvious that at some point after we've learned so much and we've listened to the podcast and we're kinetic believing and we're working it, we're doing it. 
It's the doing. It's always going to come back to the doing. You know, you just talked about this form of meditation that you partake in and the concept is great, but you have to do it. You have to put it into play, into action. Put it into motion. You have, otherwise, why bother? You know, isn't life about expanding? Life is about the inertia of kinetic energy. Mm. It's about becoming more. It's about growth and development. Mm. Yeah, I just finished a conference a number of years ago, and I was driving home when I stopped uh, to get some gas, a little gas station, and it was uh, going to be a little late in the evening, and I was up in the mountains of, of Appalachia, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and I had been, of course, teaching this, and so I'm just deep into the practice, meditative practice of unconditional love and centered in that. And from that place, that's where the action for all unctions for living and expansion and growth takes place. And so what is the action? What is the purpose for us developing and growing? Is it just to self-satisfy ourselves? No, I was pumping gas and I had this, from that place of being centered, an intuitive unction of wisdom. And the, the word, the, the wisdom that came to me, and it really was very clear in my, my mind, and this, the intuition was to wait. And I could hear very clearly within my soul, within my thoughts, to wait and put gas in another car. Hmm. Put gas in another car. And I'm looking around in that gas station in Megan. There was not another car there. I'm the only one there. And it's just a dim, flickering light over above yeah. me. And I'm thinking, I'm so tired. And I'm ready to go home. And this is, you know, this is, I'm finished. I thought, I'm through for the day. I just pour it out. I want to go home very clearly. Wait for the other car and put gas in it. Wow. So I stood there. And I looked up the road and looked down the road and and sure enough, a few minutes later, here comes this uh, this older vehicle, and I don't know what kind it was now, but it was. Uh, I could see the lights of the car coming down the hill, and the car pulled into the gas station, <laughs> and it rolled right up to the pump on the other side of where I was standing. And it was the unction to do something was so strong that I didn't even notice the driver. I didn't speak to the dr- whoever got out of the driver's side. I would had already walked to the stepped around the other side of the pump mm. and I took the nozzle off of the pump and I opened up without asking. Now, I don't know if that was the correct thing to do, but I didn't ask. I was just being obedient to purpose. Yeah. And I opened up the wow. gas cap and I took it off and I put the pump in and I just started pumping gas into the car. Mm. And I realized, you know, I should have probably said something to the driver because that is presumptuous, wouldn't you say? <laughs> and a young woman walked around to the back of the car and she said, excuse me, what are you doing? I said, I'm filling up your car with gas. And she said, well, I just ran out of gas and I coasted in here. How did you know? I said, and I didn't know what to say. I just said, well, I'm just filling up your car for you. She said, well, I don't have any money to pay for it. And she opened up her hand and there were just a few coins and she dropped them on the back trunk of her car. She said, this is all I have. I just got it out from under the floor mat of my car inside the driver's side. And I said, don't worry about it. I'm taking care of it. I've just just had the the unction, the, the intuition to fill your car up with gas. And I said, in fact, I'll tell you this, that the creator that created me instructed me to do this for you. And, and, um, and I want you to know that um, unconditional love spoke to me about you. Mm. 
and wanted me to take care of you tonight. And she started to cry. Megan, she just started to cry right there. She said, I have a single son in the car with me, and I'm trying to get home. And I didn't know how I was going to get there. And I just lost my job. I don't have any money, and I was out of gas. And I said, well, just be grateful, not, not for me and not to me. Just in gratitude, receive this as a gift, and you can pass it along to someone else some other day. Mm. And that's the unction. Powerful. That intuitive wisdom will come. The, the word of wisdom had helped a single mother right there in the middle of, a, you know, obviously a very stressful time in her life. And so to your point, what is the reason for the action? What's the reason for living? It's not just to endow ourselves with riches and wealth and great health and walk around proudly, holding our heads high, saying, look at me. Mm -hmm. It's so that we can be a gift to others as well. And that's the point of life. And look, the energetics of unconditional love, that night they spread from me to her. I mean, she got it. Her gratitude, she, I could see it. She, it opened her, her conscious awareness to become more and for her to attract more in her own life and to live more and to see more. There was enlightenment that showed up on the scene there that evening, and she began to understand more as well. It brought her to her inner strength of great joy. Her countenance changed. The joy that I was operating from, it became her. And joy moved into a place that had been occupied by depression. The energetics of joy moved in there. And the result of her encounter right there with the strength of joy within my unconditional presence of love, it was her joy. So how do we release our inner joy? Since it's already within the space of our spirit and love just feeds it and it energizes it, it has got to be released in order to be kept. It It would just perish and quit to be if we didn't share it and give it a place to go. So it's by the releasing of it that it becomes more. Well, how do we do this? Another way that we do this is through gratitude. Abundant life It inhabits gratitude to manifest more abundance and more life. Abundant life inhabits gratitude to manifest more abundance and more life. The full effect of joy works to attract more joy and and more peace and more happiness in gratitude. The strength of mind, body, and soul to advance and then to become more of each All those are released with the words of our expectations. Every life-giving quality of love is released with the desire of our words. We were talking about the the power and importance of the words that we use earlier today. Well, that's how we release that that life-giving quality of love is with those words. For example, um, words of joy spoken with our mouths, will stir and release the joy from within us, bringing the strength that we have got to have from the provision for life. Joy is also released in the imagining of our desires and gratitude that we practice through the power of kinetic belief. When we're journaling, we get to the end of that expression of a thought form, and then what do we do? through affirmations, and then we go into the presence of gratitude and a meditative presence of gratitude. And that is an expression of having already received this. I am so grateful that this is done in my life, that I have wisdom and enlightenment and knowledge, and I have promotion. I have financial abundance. I have my every need met. And for that, I'm grateful. I have this, this the, the desire for this thing that I have journaled in my life coming to pass for me. 
And for that, I'm, for, I'm just, I'm grateful for that. And it's through the present tense gratitude, the substance of joy, then it penetrates our unconscious and our conscious minds. And then from there, the joy of love just begins to be drawn up from within us, from that space, that place within us where it already exists. And as we're aligning with the substance of joy, we just release it in gratitude. And then unmovable energetics of belief do what we cannot physically on our own do. And things begin to happen that we can't even explain. And heart's desire begins to show up and manifest into our lives. And it's from this place of awareness that the strength of wisdom from our genius of purpose and enlightenment, all these things are applied in so many different directions. And it'll solve all kinds of problems, won't it? I mean, we just recently took a, a really big trip and uh, 30 hours of traveling, in fact. And it was like one thing after another that was being done for us in advance yes. of our, our arriving. Yeah. That manifestation and favor and all these things were taking place. And, mm. and we just, in a present tense place of gratitude, moved right through 30 hours of travel with our every need being met. It was the most amazing thing. It was amazing. And something that was really cool that I thought during that trip is, you know, you mentioned the gratitude and when something would, uh, the potential for something to go wrong would come up and then there would be this sort of a lull and like nothing really happening. And then the moment that we started voicing our thankfulness and our gratitude to each other, to anyone that would listen, it changed immediately. And that was amazing to me because that would happen at two, three, four times through this entire trip. You know, oh, something might go wrong. Everything's sort of quiet, quiet before the storm. And then the gratitude kicks in. Stay and, in that centered presence, yeah, the joy of it's love. It's so powerful. The power to rearrange things is so real. Well, it's not only a great benefit, but it is also the life-giving force of tremendous strength. So, you know, and this really is what it means to be a KB creative, isn't it? We get to choose how life will unfold for us. We're in the driver's seat yet again, and the joy of love is that source for strength required for abundant living. Well, it can be created benefits from the power of joy for living. In other words, it produces the abundant life, not from how we feel, but from the creative energetics of joy. All of the ingredients for becoming our fullest expression of our uniqueness, it's already within our inner centric self. You see, this is the mightiest force in the universe. It brings strength for living abundantly. Now, not only for ourselves, but for others within our sphere of influence as well. This is the compassionate nature of the essence of life. It's the essence of unconditional love. And all things work together for good when this mighty force is put to work in our lives. While it brings strength, not only for ourselves, but for others as well, just like for that young single mother that night. This is the attraction of leadership. This is the employment of love. So we just gratefully, continually humble ourselves in all gratitude to receive the uh, vision for the blueprint of our genius of purpose that we can put forth to attract and manifest our best lives. Mm. You know, life has the potential to be amazing. I mean, it really yes. does. If your life not isn't amazing, then this is how you turn that corner. It's, it happens when we begin to meditate on all of its wonderful subtleties and the nuances and all of the details of the moment of now, in this moment. And if we just pay attention to the now, 
we find the joy and the ecstasy of of being, and we find it within, and it's within the most simplest of things in life as well. Emily Dickinson said, find ecstasy in life, and the mere sense of living is joy enough. Uh, The mere sense of being in the present moment of now, in between thoughts, is where new life always begins. Well, let's work on some highest viewpoint affirmations. Yes, my favorite part. Just say this out loud. Say, I desire the presence of joy in my life. I desire the presence of joy in my life. At all times. At all times. Today. Today. I am energized. I am energized. With the strength of overflowing joy. With the strength of overflowing joy. I desire to be joyful. I desire to be joyful. I awaken each day. I awaken each day. Filled with joy. Filled with joy. It flows into my consciousness. It flows into my consciousness. It goes before me. It goes before me. To receive me. To receive me. Everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. My full life. My full life. Is full of joy. Is full of joy. I share joy with all others. I share joy with all others. Even when not received. Even when not received. With every step I'm taking on my journey. And with every step I'm taking on my journey. To become me. To become me. I freely give joy to others. I freely give joy to others. Expecting nothing in return. And expecting nothing in return. I joyfully expect nothing from others. I joyfully expect nothing from others. And every good thing from my Creator. And every good thing from my Creator. Which makes my life easy. It makes my life easy. Fun. Fun. And happy. And happy. And abundant. And abundant. Healthy. Healthy. Peaceful. Peaceful. And filled with joy. Filled with joy. I view the world through the eyes of love. I view the world through the eyes of love. Because I'm filled with joy. Because I am filled with joy. I know that I radiate joy. I know that I radiate joy. Because I have joy. Because I have joy. Because I am joyful. Because I am joyful. Joy is in my mind. (laughs) Joy is in my mind. In my body and soul. In my body and soul. Joy is flowing into my life. Joy is flowing into my life. Which makes me. Which makes me. Joyful. Joyful. (laughs) Yes, we are joy filled by this point. Thanks for that awesome podcast. We are activating joy more than ever right now. If you are interested in activating your joy with the guided journal or even the Genius of Purpose workbook, you can grab that at stephencanyon.com. And we are launching all kinds of exciting new products this month, so keep checking back on the website. Sending out much joy and love to all the KB creatives all around the world. Yes, to all of them. And thank you, Steve, as usual, for all the wisdom. Bye.